Hey, before we jump into the episode, I just wanted to let you know that our course and coaching program called Youth Ministry Growth Accelerator now offers a three-month and six-month payment plan, which makes enrolling easier than ever. Just head over to growyouryouthministry.com and sign up today. And as an added bonus, if you join by Friday, May 17th, we're offering a free student leadership launch workshop, which will help you build and launch your student leadership team from the ground up. I can't wait to see you in the program so we can start accelerating the growth of your youth ministry today. All right, let's get into the episode. What are the three C's of leadership? Well, you're going to find out today on the Ministry Coach Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Ministry Coach Podcast, where we bring you weekly tips and tactics to help you fast track the growth and health of your youth ministry. My name is Jeff Lascola. This is Kristen Lascola. And today we're actually adding on kind of a third part. We just can't was, stop. <laughs> which was a two part. But actually, we even said before that it could have been a three part <laughs> because of the episode 11. You're giving me a headache. So to make a long story short, this could be part four of what was actually just a two part series. (laughs) Stick around next week for part four and a half of what could have been a one part series. Oh, that would make no sense whatsoever. All right. So what's (laughs) what's this topic called? Uh, this is called character chemistry competency. The three C's of diamonds. No, that's four C's. Clarity, cut, Carrot. Carrot. Cloudiness? No, that's clarity. (laughs) Any of you who have been uh, engaged recently, the guys, you know what I'm talking about. The four C's that at one point in your life are really important. Cut, clarity. What was the other one? You just said it. Carrot. Carrot. Doesn't matter. Dang it. And who even cares? No one ever asks me. What is the clarity of your diamond? Cubic, cubic zirconia. Oh, cubic. That's what it is. Cubic zirconia. That's the fourth. No (laughs) one can tell the difference. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. All right. So three C's. (laughs) I think we've lost half the listeners by now. (laughs) Went from two to one. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, we're talking about kind of in the same vein of what we've already been talking about of how do you know when you have a good hire? What is a filtration system that you can use for hiring? So you can use this filter of character, competency, and chemistry for either a paid staff position or a volunteer position. It works for either one. Most of the time, I would say that uh, this is for sure on my hire list. Um and you'll see why in just a second, but either one, if you don't have a paid staff, run your, run your volunteers through the three C's of diamond volunteers. (laughs) (laughs) They're gems. All right. So the first C is, I'm going to start with character because I think that's probably the most important, you know? So character, you could have competency in chemistry, but if you don't have character, like we're not going to hire you. So you can't really teach character. And so this is one of those things like right out of the gate, like clearly you're, (laughs) you can self eliminate here, but it's not always so cut and dry. So what we talked about, um, was it last episode that we talked about the red flag check? 
Um, oh, you're putting me on the spot. I'm going to say. Yeah, maybe <laughs> you edit them. I know. Right? I don't remember. It was one of the last two. OK, so in this a million part <laughs> series, we did talk about two some- episodes ago. I'm going for it. I'm putting my money on two episodes ago. OK. We, I'm already moving on. <laughs> so we talked about this thing called a red flag check. So usually what I do is I send, hey, Jeff Laskola would like to email or would like to email me. What I would love to email think? you. What can I do? Whoa, you're moving way too fast. <laughs> First Calm. of all, what's your email address? <laughs> Calm down. Calm down. All right. So I'll say Jeff Laskola would like to volunteer with the junior high ministry as a small group leader. All comments are welcome. So I usually send that out to staff. Well, if you don't have a big staff and it's not likely that people are going to know this person and you're not getting any feedback, you can also go to people who know this person. You know, it's not like you secretly call up their friends or whatever, but if you happen to know someone who knows them, then you can just say, hey, like, you know, Jeff a little bit, what's your read on him and try to get perspective. And you're not digging for dirt. I want to make that really clear and that we're looking for good stuff Mm -hmm. just as much as we're looking for bad stuff. All we're trying to do is get a character sketch. How covert are you with that? Like, do you let them know like, hey, this person is looking to volunteer or what's your impression of totally them? okay 100 i'm totally transparent i'm okay. not like some like little private like investigator on that so and then we also talked about after talking getting feedback from people who may know this person check their social media if you missed that episode we talked about how important it is to look at what kind of stuff they're putting out there publicly and then watching them as they come and observe your youth group. So how do they treat people? How do they talk to people? Um, you know, what, what is the vibe that you get on their character? Um, and then definitely spiritual. So now I have to start with character because it's the most important, but it's also the hardest because it's the easiest one to fake. Hmm. So I just think like Number one, you kind of want to talk to them about like, hey, what's your church record in terms of have you served anywhere before? And if they have, definitely talk to those people. But also just in terms of like, do you attend church regularly? Because sometimes people don't. And I've like had to eliminate people, you know, because it's just like no one ever sees them at church. They just want to be on some kind of leadership team, but they're not like spiritual at all. Like they're just leader. How important is it for you that they go to your church? It's pretty important to me. Like, is that a, like, I wouldn't call it a deal breaker. I would just need a really good explanation of why, because then I would say, then go serve at that church. If you're such a big fan, you know? (laughs) So if you, if you have a, if you have beef with our church, then why don't you have beef with my ministry? And I just want someone who is a raving fan of us. Makes sense. Um, because then it gets weird. Like, Hey, like, why do you like, you know, then people would ask and then just, I don't know, you'd have to give an answer and it'd be awkward. So, um, I want to know that they attend church, preferably our church, like you said, regularly. And I want to know that they're in a Bible study. Mm -hmm. So, 
um, we try to really be clear with leaders like, you know, you coming here is overflow is extra, but where are you building community of your own? You know, I don't know if you've ever seen those leaders that their only community is junior high or high school (laughs) and they're killer. Like they hang out with students all the time. You know, they're always there. They're there early, but literally they have no other community Mm. and it's just not super healthy. So making sure, but like I said, proceed with caution. All you can do is try to get the best character sketch of this person, the best read you can do your homework, watch, observe, pray for discernment. But in the end, who knows? Because it's the easiest one to fake because you can talk all the spiritual jargon in the world and you know, some of our leaders fall Mm -hmm. and it sucks because it reflects on us and our judgment and you know, how did they get past the gate and all of that? But we do our absolute best to make sure. So once you've decided, all right, like this person seems solid. They seem to love the Lord. They have a great thriving spiritual life. No one had any concerns that knows them, knows them really well. I've observed them. They seem like their characters on the up and up. Then you want to move on to Let's go to chemistry. So chemistry, this is one that is also can be a deal breaker. And this is super subjective Mm -hmm. because who has chemistry with one person, the other person like has zero and a little example. So there's another church nearby, let's just say that they're hypothetically, (laughs) like we're not going to say close or far. They exist. <laughs> That's it. And I always joke. Why are you holding my wrist? <laughs> I'm scared. Hold my hand. I'm scared. <laughs> Hug me. I'm scared. Um, guy, now there, there is I a have church. to hold your wrist. There is a church near or far from ours. <laughs> okay. And I always joke with Jeff. I say, if I were to interview at that church, I don't think I'd get hired. Yeah. And it's not because... I don't know ministry. Clearly I've been doing it for a while. It's because we would have no chemistry. And I know that for a fact, because years and years and years ago, uh, we used to go to this camp, uh, for winter camp. Most of the time, do you remember? And they would let leaders go in first into the auditorium and they would turn on music and we would save rows for our students. And then they would let the students in and the students would find us and come sit with us. Well, to make it easier for the students to see us, the leaders would stand up on the chairs and they'd be playing like Boston or journey or something totally clean and classic that everybody knows. And the leaders would be like dancing, you know, and having a good time. Well, Later, I have a meeting with a bunch of youth pastors, and there's this one youth pastor from the church that exists. Okay. I have no idea where you're going with this. Like, well, I, listen. I, I know. I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm going to hold your hands. <laughs> wrist. Only, only wrist. And he said to about that camp that we went to, I never go back to that camp ever again. And I was like, why? What happened? He's like... It was like a rave, you know, like we would go into chapel and leaders would be standing on chairs and dropping acid. <laughs> oh, wait, no, different <laughs> camp. Okay. See, that's why I didn't know where you're going with it. And he was saying like, they were dancing. It was like a rave. It was so inappropriate. And I was just like on the inside turning red. Cause I'm like, 
I am that leader <laughs> on the chair dancing to Boston. <laughs> like, woo, a camp. <laughs> you know, like having the time of my life. And he was just appalled. And so it's just so funny, like how even within the body of Christ, like right. Chemistry is a real thing. Yeah. Like the- theology was the same. But, oh yeah, but we believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Right. You know, but it's at, it's just like no matter how much ministry experience I have or how good at my job I am, he will never hire me, yeah. and I would probably never hire him because right. it's just not a fit. But I love that because how many different types of people are there? And everybody needs a church that fits with their chemistry. Yeah. We need it. So all I'm saying, that big, long winter camp story, <laughs> all I'm saying is that chemistry is a real thing. And make sure the people that you invite on your team have that same chemistry, that they're not the kind of people who are going to be appalled that you're standing on a chair and dancing. Right. Like make sure that they are your people, that they are your tribe, that they are your squad. Because if you want to have a really good time doing ministry, do it with people that you look forward to seeing that you have fun with. And I got permission a long time ago to only hire people I like. I didn't know I was allowed to do that. Mm -hmm. I thought I had to go off qualification and all of this kind of stuff. And someone said to me once, well, do you like working with him? I said, no. And he's like, okay, then like, so stop working with them. I'm like, I can do that. You know, I didn't know that chemistry was allowed to be a factor. So with that, um, Another part of that is, can you have a friendship with this person? You know, I talk a lot about me and my leaders. We hang out outside of youth group and we genuinely, it's not like, oh, let's all put on name tags and like, hello, like, (laughs) how are you and where do you work? You know, we just have so much fun. We have our own like little cult sense of humor and Um, We know where the line is and no one's like, oh, God, did I offend them? (laughs) Like, you know, it's just we can just relax and it's so fun. We have the same taste in music and in games and in food. Yeah, we like all watch The Office together and just have a great time. It's interesting you say that because in a lot of other line lines of work, they would say, well, you're the boss. These are your employees. They're not your friends. Right. And you know, there really needs to be that distinction because, know. you know, they they'll walk all over you or they'll take advantage of that or they won't know where the line is. But yeah. I feel like ministry is different. It in is. That there's so, such big relationships where your regular nine to five job might be uh, I clock in and I clock out and that's it. Like unless there's a Christmas party or something, it's like I don't see these people outside of work and yeah. I wouldn't want to. And you're hiring simply based on, like you said, qualification. Right. But this is different where it, it is like, would I be willing to hang out with that person any other time? Like, do we have that chemistry? Like you're saying, do I want to see them? Do I want to hang out with them? And are they a good fit for the ministry in the whole? Yeah. And I mean, you're not looking for your new BFF, you know, by any means, like, please don't just allow people that are like, (laughs) these are all my bros, like no room for anyone else. Like we're not creating a little click. We need, I mean, my, the age span of my team is huge. The gender span, like all of it, like Uh, male, <laughs> male female. and female. Oh, okay. I'm like saying it's not just like a girl club right. or something like that. Like me and all the girls, we have fun. You know, it's like yeah. I make sure we have young, medium, <laughs> and more <advanced>. medium, <laughs> all extra medium. <laughs> what if that was a 
size. That's like you go that's to a so store confusing. and you're like, I had a lot to eat this Thanksgiving. <laughs> Normally I'm a medium. Today I'm an extra, extra medium. <laughs> After Christmas, double extra medium. <laughs> Something like that. So yeah, basically make sure you have like a wide span, but people who you click with and jive with and enjoy. And, and that click with the wide variety of kids that you have coming to. Yes. Because that's the other thing. If you had a carbon copy of either yourself, and I know we did an episode on duplicate yourself, but that's something completely different. But if you have a carbon copy of yourself or one type of person, and we've all seen that group of friends come in where you're like, did you guys plan to all wear the exact same thing and do the exact same, you know, all that. Yeah. But you want to have a little bit of variety because not everyone's going to fit in. Like you're going to well, have and kids chemistry that has nothing over. to do with like similarities true. true you know like you can have chemistry with people that are vastly different right. than you but you could sit down at a table and have a great time with yeah that's what i'm talking about yeah. not like you know clones of the youth pastor that's just you know of course but and then the other chemistry piece especially if you're using this filter system for a hire is you want to make sure they have chemistry with not just you, but your team. And that's mostly for someone that you're going to hire. Cause I mean, volunteers may or may not have chemistry with each other. That's okay. They'll kind of gravitate toward the people that, you know, they click with mm -hmm. mostly, but if you're having someone lead your volunteers or lead your other staff or work closely with other staff, you want to make sure that your other staff gets to kind of chime in on that chemistry piece also, because they're going to have to work with them as well. And when your whole staff is working well together, you know, we all win. Yeah. Should we move on to the third? Number three, C. C. All right. Competency. Now we put this last because I feel like some types of competency can be taught. And so if okay. they are just they're eager and willing is mostly what we're looking for. This is not one that I necessarily write someone off right away. I put character first, then chemistry. And then I put competency at the bottom because sometimes like if you were to tell me 17 years ago, what I would be doing for a job, I'd be like, I don't know how to do that, mm -hmm. but it was someone being patient with me, teaching me, and I remained teachable. So under competency, I want to know, can they work? Just do you, can you work? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know how to just show up on time and focus and do what I've asked or do what needs to be done? Do you have some foresight to see what needs to be done before it's said and work independently to make that happen? Do you know how to gather resources to finish a project without some handholding? Obviously not right at first, mm -hmm. but for the long haul. And here's the biggest one is, are you teachable? So sometimes, you know, someone might not be super competent. Like I've never worked in an office before. How do you work the mail machine? But they are totally willing to learn and they retain information and then they can continue and try to do it on their own. And then little by little, you teach them everything, you know, to expect someone to come to you ready made with competency is really a big ask. Mm -hmm. I think, I think it's kind of up to us to coach ministry, coach them through it and in order for them to get where we'd like them to be. So for that to happen, they need to be eager to learn. They need to be eager to serve. They need to show that they're improving over time. 
and maybe showing tendencies to go above and beyond the bare minimum. I always watch when people arrive and leave, especially mm. for a hire, because I always feel like if I'm still here, obviously the job isn't done. Yeah. So ask me how we can work together so we can lock up and go, you know? So not someone who's like, well, I did my job. Like, I guess I'm going, but eager to serve and be a team player. I think mm -hmm. that's really, really important to me. I don't care if things get done perfectly all the time. I just care that you are, you have my back. We're a team, you're a team player and you're a hard worker. Mm -hmm. And so that, those are some of my key points for competency, but you know, you could fill in the blank for what's really important to you right. because you're going to have to work with this person, you know, and the way that you work, uh, what is the perfect complement to that and teach them hopefully how to be that. And, you know, here's the bottom line too, about some competency things when it comes to leadership, some things can't be taught. You know, like what skills I would say sometimes people just need yeah. time and you can kind of tell they've got it in them. They just need more exposure or experience or time to develop. But then there's like leadership skills that you'll just kind of in your gut. know you just don't have it, mm -hmm. you know, and it doesn't mean that person is useless. It just means, you know, maybe the right roles to put them in and the roles that they're not going to really thrive in. So be observant to what kind of person is this? Are they like a leader that's got to fly and they need more room? Or is this a person who's going to work really well on a technical level or behind the scenes mm -hmm. or in an administrative role or in an organizational role, stuff like that. So put them, help them play to their strengths. Hmm, that's a good one build on an island of strengths for them. Because sometimes just constantly trying to get people to improve their weaknesses, it's like ramming your head into a right. wall because it's like that's like some people just don't have a teaching gift. Right. You know, and they'll they will pass. You know, they'll give you a C plus B minus message consistently, but they're never going to advance beyond that. Find where their A game is and put them in roles, you know, that are that not every pastor has to hit a home run at every single or every staff member, I'm sorry, doesn't have to hit a home run on every single aspect of your job. Help them play to their strengths. Or pastor for that matter. I mean, the body of Christ, it's there's a wide variety of of useful talents that people have that all contribute to the same cause. Totally. And, and not, I mean, obviously it'd be more important for a pastor to have as many of those as possible, but for your volunteers to be able to plug and play them, you know, where they, where they thrive. For sure. And seeing that, you know, and what, what, because, you know, I think we've talked about this before, but hammering in like, oh, here's your weakness. So I'm going to keep trying to get that weakness to be a strength is, is wasting time. It is. Where it's like, what are your strengths? Let's continue to feed into those. 100%. And some of those weaknesses can be taught yeah. or helped out. But why, yeah, why, why we'll row against the current, you know, just go well, with what and they're it takes good a, at. A very intuitive leader to work alongside them, you know, and not get impatient and be like, oh, they don't know how to do anything, right. you know, like our job is to raise people up in leadership and in ministry, not like, okay, I need like an assistant or someone like to make me great. It's, mm -hmm. you know, we've talked about this many times. My philosophy on leadership is always like, well, I'm here to make you great to the best of my ability. And that is putting people where they're strong and where they shine and help a strong gift get 
even stronger. Yeah. Well, there you go. The three C's, character, chemistry, and competency. And that should wrap up part four of a two-part series. <laughs> and maybe there'll be Wait a fifth a part. Ah, who knows? Whatever. Extra medium. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. And make sure you subscribe. And we will see you guys next time.